Hey, everybody. Grab your bottle, a pencil, a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. 2 Peter 3, verses 15 through 17. And regard the patience of our Lord to be salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, as also in all of his letters, speaking in them of these things in which are some things that are hard to understand, which the untaught and the unstable distort, as they do also the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, beloved, knowing this, beforehand be on your guard, lest being carried away by the error of the unprincipled men, you fall from your own steadfast. Kara. Hey, Mom. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, we are going to take a break today. We are going to be like... Take a break. <gasps> yeah, well, yes, we are. We are going to just kind of have a little fun day. You want to have a fun time? Want to have a little fun conversation? You know, here's the funny thing about... Just want to give a little sequel to last week's conversation about reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I had a goal for everyone who... We just had our family vacation, and my goal was to be caught up by the time we got back from family vacation. And how'd that go for you, babe? I didn't read one time okay. while we were on family vacation. I feel really good about our vacation and as a mother. Uh, to well, you know, you. we just had our family time in the mm-hmm. morning. Or not like our qual- not like our family time, but I just mean like, you know, other people would be up and I didn't want to like miss out hanging out. So Well, heavens no. I mean, that would be awful for you to read your Bible and not have coffee. But as we <laughs> are thinking about uh, kind of, you know, having a little bit of a fun day. Matter of fact, you said, oh, we did that last week. We talked about how I was behind on the scripture. Well, I didn't find that so much fun. And then now that I've heard we're not even in Second Chronicles, I'm not going to make you feel bad or anything, but for the love, Kara, let's get on with the program. How did you, did I say, wait, did I say that I was in Second Chronicles? Yes, you did. Oh, you just knew that. I just, well, you told me that. You said, mom. Oh, oh, I wasn't going to, I was trying not to out myself. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just outed me. I just did. But anyway, but what I want to do is I'm going to say something fun. It's just, you know, like you said, we're in vacation and we're having a little bit of a break. You know, I just think sometimes you're going to have to just give your brain a break. And if you're like me, which you are. But you know, sometimes you just think too much and you, you just get, it's just stuff gets heavy and life gets hard. You just kind of have to do time out, you know, kind of thing. I'm not saying go sit in a time out booth, but sometimes you just have to just not think because your brain hurts. It's like doing Wordle. You know, you're sitting there and you're looking oh at my that gosh, Wordle. I love Wordle. I hate Wordle with everything in me. I know. And the funny thing is you got me in it. You started it. I know. And I didn't start Wordle. Know, I wish I did. We we have a family group text mm-hmm. called Wordle and Grace. And it's just the family members that want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But we share a Wordle score every day. <laughs> I love it. I do it right when I wake up. Yes, you do. I think we talked about that last week, too. Which may be one of the reasons why you are in Second Chronicles. Well, that's why, yeah, I said that last week. Mm-hmm. I forgot. But anyway, so, but you know, you're sitting there and you're looking at those words. And the bad thing for me is that now, like when I was reading Psalms, I'm out of Psalms. Oh my gosh. You see all the five letter words. I see don't you? all the five letter words. I'm like, I have got to listen to the inspired word of God, not the wordle word of God. But anyway, so that's so funny. But anyway, so Psalm, that's the five letter word. There you go. But, you know, I was just thinking we're just going to kind of take a break and ask some kind of fun questions and things. And 
Not to give my son a little plug about his book, but Scott wrote the book, Here's a Question. And it's just a fun little book. It's, you know, you're sitting around the table, mm-hmm. like us, having this conversation. But it's just really, you know, conversation starters. and Conversation starters, yeah. yeah. Like with for your kids or, yeah. Yeah. And it says, um, you know, like, I, I love this. One of the questions is, why can boys have hair on their legs and girls have to shave? No, that's a question. Yeah, I think that's just a culture thing. Well, I, Kara, this is a fun time. We're not, we don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It. Some boys shave their legs. I don't care. Oh, Athletes true. do, but, you know, remember we're having fun? You're the one who asked the question. I was I just answering it's it. It's just a question, but we're just having fun today. But as I was thinking about that little book, because it's a conversation starter and stuff and about questions, you know, Scott, often as we're, you know, with our family, you know, and all together, he'll say, Hey, here's a question. And he'll, you know, just ask something. And I thought, you know, that is so great because I love the the title. Here's the question. And I thought so many times if God was sitting here, which I know God is in us and God is always present, but I was thinking if we he was here on this podcast and you wanted to ask him a question, you're like, Well, here's a question, God. I thought, what would you ask him? You hear people say all the time, When I see God, I'm gonna ask him, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, let's get honest. If we're in the presence of a holy God, I doubt we're really going to be that much in control and say to him, now I have a question for you. I think it didn't go so well for Job, and I don't think it's going to go so well for us. But I just was wondering, like, if you really did, if you is there something that you were just like, I just wish I knew? Hmm. Maybe, I mean, I'd kind of be curious to know if there's life on other planets. That's your question? Well, I mean, kind of curious. Go to space. (laughs) I mean, do you really care if there's somebody in space? But if you are in it, you you do? Interesting. Just talk to me about it. Well, I just think if I'm on the lake and there's this mosquito, that's more irritating. And I'm like, what good are you? Like, why are you there? And was mosquitoes on the boat? You know, with Noah, like, you know, I started thinking about that, and like, that would be irritating. Yeah, I do not think that. You don't think about those things. You just want to mm-hmm. know if there's Well, no, people that's just on one of the things. It's just like one of those spaces so grand that well, that's true. there's just a lot of space and space. So it's like, is it all just like, I mean, you could look at it like, is it wasted space? Or is it all just, I mean, Creation is for God's glory, so maybe God just wanted to make it because He wanted to make it, and didn't. There's no other, no one else in space. But I just think, I think space and the ocean are very fascinating and also terrifying mm-hmm. because that's true. like we only we only know like one percent of the ocean, or something. I mean, I don't know the exact percentage, but it's a very low mm-hmm. percentage of the ocean has been discovered. That's true. That is. Like, it kind of freaks me out. Mm-hmm. And same thing with space. Like, there's just so much unknown. Mm-hmm. And not that it's like, I mean, it's fine, it's unknown. But I'm just saying, like. What is out know. there? It's just like, it just freaks me out. Yeah, like, to be in the middle of the ocean, like, on a raft is my worst nightmare. Mine like, that would be terrifying. Too. Well, you can't swim. <laughs> well, I cannot. And I don't want to put on a bathing suit. But I'm just saying, when I do get on the water, it is, it is very, I would not want to drown. No, well, not even drowning, but yeah, it's just like being in the vastness and surrounded by, I mean, no, that's just, it's like making me want to have okay. a thinking about it. Anyway, I just, that would be like kind of another question though. 
is like okay, what what's in the ocean that we haven't discovered. You know, like what mm-hmm. I don't know. Or just, has God come? Yeah, God created. Yeah, I just I think for me because I guess that would just give me a headache. And and you're right. Like I look out to the ocean, and you know, and I you know I love the ocean, and I love sitting on the beach. I don't love the ocean. But I love looking at it, and I'm thinking, oh, it's so vast, and and like you're saying, it's great. And yeah, like, like there could be like a sea monster right next to you, and you don't even know it. Well, yeah, and I look like a sea monster usually <laughs> when I'm sitting there, but I'm not thinking I'm going to attract a sea monster over up on the beach. But if I'm out in that water, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's terrifying. Well, I get that. That is very terrifying. But okay, so now let's not go so that crazy. But I was thinking about this. In, in this scripture, and and this is a little might be a little deep, but it, I just want to think about this. You know, Jesus came to give us life, and He says that He demolished death. True, true. First Corinthians, and He was saying, you know, that Jesus came. Paul was writing to the church of Corinth that Jesus came and He done away, he did away with death. Mm -hmm. And I know that theologically, because that's true. Mm -hmm. But we still experience death. But we still die. Right. So what does that mean? Well, yeah, like he gave us eternal life. He did. But we still have to die because we're in this world. Well, that's true. And it is true that Jesus did not, on the cross— do away with the physical death. So it would be the spiritual death. Eternal life. Which, you know, right? You know, going back to Genesis 3, in the day that you eat it, you will die. So, you know, that's a spiritual death. But what about the resurrection? What does that tell us? Jesus was the first one to experience. Well, that's he abolished sin. That was that. No, he didn't abolish sin. He abolished the power oh, the pi- of sin. The, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. The, yeah, the debt. That's right. The power yeah. of sin and the consequences of sin right. that he's done away with. But when you think about and you, you read 1 Corinthians 15, Paul clearly talks about that Jesus came and abolished death and that there be no more death. So the resurrection shows us that we have life after death. Oh, well, yeah, it's not the final say. Death isn't truly death, right? But the physical death, the resurrection, the physical death is the second coming. So in reality, what Paul is saying is that right now we have to die physically, but we're alive spiritually. We're not spiritually dead to Christ right now because he died and we you know, paid for our sins. So as his children— we are spiritually alive to him. Paul talks about that. But as far as physically dying, we're still having to deal with that. We still have to deal with the weeds and the, you know. But when there is a new heaven and a new earth and the second coming with the resurrection body, there will be no more physical death. That's great. Well, okay, let's close in prayer. <laughs> I just think that's so fascinating to me because it's a lot of hope. I mean, you know, Kara, most people walk away and mad at God because that they are hurt because someone that they love has died. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things you say all the time is, my worst nightmare is something, 
you know, would happen to me or your dad. You know, you don't, you, you keep saying, we're going to go to heaven all together. You know, we're going to go, you know, walk mm-hmm. into heaven arm to arm. Which And with my dogs, paw and paw, arm and arm. Uh-huh. There we go. Like Walking the yellow right into heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and it's probably one of your worst nightmares. But I'm just saying that a lot of people walk away from God because of death, because they're angry and they're mad because someone is Right. You know, that they loved died, and they probably prayed like I did with my dad, you know, that they wouldn't die. But in reality, the truth of the matter is this. God didn't say, I sent my son so that you would never physically die. He said, I sent my son so that I'd give you my life. And because we sin, we're separated from God, and because we accept Jesus and because of his payment, then spiritually we're made alive, but we still physically have to die. Is that too hard for you to figure out? Is that I think I'm tracking. I kind of zoned in and out a little bit, but <laughs> well, no, I meant like zone out of like okay. I was thinking about what you're trying saying. to follow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is this: people get mad at God for something that God's never said we would not experience. But our hope is that one day, when there's a new heaven and a new earth, there's no more tears. Remember, you cry every January, every December 31st about, you know, Jesus walking with us. So our hope isn't that we're never going to be able to experience death because one of these days, it's appointed unto man to die. And so we are going to, unless Jesus comes back, and raptures us up and, you know, the second coming, unless that happens in our lifetime, we're going to have to deal with death. And I just found it interesting because a lot of people are like, well, Jesus came so that we wouldn't have to die. Jesus came to give us life. And all that's true, but they're just misunderstanding that he's not talking about physical death. And so I just... I think that that's, I thought that that's always been a thought in my mind. I'm like, you know, why is everybody so mad at God? Because God never promised that we wouldn't physically die. Yeah. I don't think about that. And now I'm a little depressed because you basically just told me we're all basically going to die. That's just, I don't think about it because it makes me sad. Well, is this the first time you thought people are going to die? No, (laughs) just, I don't know. I just don't think like, oh no, it's like, it's a, it's a true, like we're going to. We are. And, unless, and I think, you know, unless Jesus comes back. Jesus comes back, yeah. But our hope is death is not final. You'll hear that all the time in a sermon or a funeral. You know, death, you know, we're going to see, I'm going to see my parents again. And there's that re- resurrection. We also have very different definitions of fun conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're kind of getting there. I think that that's kind of... <laughs> I think that's get, being a little bit obvious right now in the fact that I just, yeah. I don't know. I just, I get what you're I'm saying. just thinking of that. I just thought, you know, people just yes. get so mad at God. And, and I, I know. And you I did. Got, I mean, you got mad at him. Yeah. I did. But it wasn't that I got mad that my dad died. I got mad because I asked God not to allow my dad to die. And it wasn't that I didn't think, that my dad wouldn't ever die. I mean, you know, he rose Lazarus from the dead, but Lazarus mm-hmm. died again. So it's not that. It was just that I just thought that because I was one of his children, that he would listen to me 
and that he wouldn't take my dad so soon. And But it wasn't that he was dying. Yeah. That is one question that I would like to ask God, though, is what did Lazarus do? Like when he died the first time, did he go to heaven and like have to come back to earth? Or like what did he experience in those few days before Jesus brought him back to life? Or anyone in the Bible who's brought back seriously. to life. It's like, and you know what else he, is amazing? Was Kim? he like setting up his like mansion in heaven, and like someone knocked on the door and it's like, "Hey, hey, jokes on you! You're going back. You got to go back to <laughs> evil Earth." Exactly. But you know what? I, I I think it's fascinating, Chris. You and I think obviously it's very obvious in this conversation. Think differently. But you know that after uh, Lazarus was brought back, there's nothing in Scripture. Other than there was a scripture that they wanted, the Pharisees wanted to kill him because, you know, God obviously proved he was God and Jesus was God. And so they wanted to kill him because they didn't want Jesus to be recognized as who he is, as God. But there's nothing in the scripture after Lazarus comes up. Like, I would have thought people would interview him. Nothing in scripture. What do you mean? Nothing in scripture. What? About what you just asked. Like, oh, oh so how was it? Like. Tell me a little bit. You know, we hear now a lot of people like, I had this death experience and I saw the white light and, you know, bright light and all that kind of stuff. And we interview him. Yeah, he didn't write a book about it. I know because I think God wanted, the purpose wasn't about God bringing Lazarus back. It was about God having the power over death, which, by the way, that's what we're talking about. But I do find it interesting that no one really talks very much about well, let me know about your experience. Like, did you get all the way to heaven? Now, he was dead four days. And Scripture says, absent from the body is present with the Lord. So there seems to me he was with God. And I don't know if God said to Lazarus, hey, you know, don't get comfortable. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's like, interesting. You know, don't get so excited that you got to see me because you're going to be gone. But also, I wonder if he knew when he went, if he went, if he went to heaven, because don't we know, like, we don't know like God, but we do know things. So I wonder when he died, if like he knew, like if Lazarus was aware, like, okay, this is going to be short lived. Yeah, I don't know. That's a question. Yeah, that is a question. We could, you know, and when we die and we see Lazarus, like Lazarus, really tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it weird walking out when you're... Mummy clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. but that was hard to get out, to get out of the mm-hmm. tomb. Then I thought about this. I thought when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, Lazarus was a popular name. I mean, how many Lazarus came out? Wow. Well, like, were they? Well, I think they, he knew who he was talking to. Well, obviously. It's kind of like he knows. if you, yeah, like I would, like I'm your child. Like if you just said, hey, I would recognize your voice and know you're talking to me. Well, and I'm sure that God directed that, but that is something to think about. Yeah, that's a, that's is. a question. Like, did all these Lazarus, like, wait a minute, there's way too many Lazarus here. Y'all going back. I'm just talking to this one, you know, the brother of Mary and Martha. But, you know, it's just it's kind of interesting to kind of look at those kind of things. And there are a lot of questions that I do believe we look at Scripture, and that's what that verse in and Second Peter is talking about that Peter was saying, now Paul's written to you a lot of stuff, and it's hard to understand. And I think that a lot of people, Kara, walk away from the faith because they don't understand everything. But you know what? I don't understand how you're in Nashville. I'm sitting here in Atlanta. I got this 
ugly earphones on, looking at you at the, you know, on a computer. How's that work? I mean, uh, you look, yeah, I have no oh, idea. You're really cute, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to turn my computer on. It doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, record because we can just stick in some plugs and there we are. I don't understand it, and so I don't understand. I guess why. I mean, I don't get understand. Tripped up, yeah. Like how there's like a storm forming right now. Like literally, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I mean, I like I know people get it, but I don't get it. I mean, clouds and the rain. Yeah, and like you that. could explain yeah. it to me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but I still don't get it. Like the fact that yeah. like that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? How? And of course, we read scripture that God says. You know, I made the heavens and the earth, and he made the rain and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, I just think, you know, as we think about this, we all have questions. We have questions, and we don't understand why God does what he does. We don't understand a lot of things in life. But the reality is this. Should those questions keep you? Yeah, like, I don't want to understand all of God. I'd like to know sometimes why he does what he does. Well, yeah, but, but it's like I don't really want or to allow what he's going to do. Yeah, because I think there's an element of like mystery. Yeah, mystery. I want to be better at embracing the mystery of God, but mm-hmm. I do like deep, deep down. It's kind of like you know a child with like children don't really love discipline, but deep, deep down they really they do want because it. they mm-hmm. know. Yeah, they want it. They still mm-hmm. may not like it, I guess, but deep, deep down they really do want to be disciplined because they like, like instinctively we feel loved when, you know, like as a child, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's kind of a similar thing with God. It's like, yeah, like I kind of would like to know some things, but deep, deep down, I kind of like that. I can't understand all the ways of God because it, mm-hmm. it makes me like fear and reverence him more. It is awareness of his greatness. Yeah. You know, we're starting about this conversation about the, the ocean and the sky and everything it says it, you know, glorifies him, but it's a reminder how big and great he is. And I think God can handle our questions. I don't think God, you know, is upset that we don't understand. I think he knows more than we know that how little we understand. But I just think, you know, as we think about these questions and some of the things that we have, and, and I don't really care why God made a mosquito. But I just, I think that there are times in our lives that these questions sometimes keeps us from trusting God. Yeah. Well, and I'm grateful that God doesn't look at us and is like, why do you not know more? Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't look down on us. He's like, it's almost like I would like to think that he looks as like, oh, you're so cute. You don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it's like, you know, we we are on this vacation and we're, Caden, you know, our oh my gosh, our nephew, my nephew. Oh my uh, gosh, I can't even. He's literally the cutest human. He is just the cutest thing. And you know, we were feeding him every time he looked at us. Oh yeah, go. if you had food in your hand, he beelines it to you. Yeah, yeah. And 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 of course, if he was going to go with whoever had the food, you were going. I was going to make sure I had the food because right. I was wanting him. I wanted to hold him and stuff. And. You know, Kayla and Hayes are like, when we get home, you know, he's right. not going to he be didn't hear the word so now all week. Yeah. No, he no, no, he did not know that was a full sentence. And so, I just thought, you know, so often, and and Hayes and them, you know, would have to discipline, and I'm like, oh, don't do that. You know, I could, one time I thought I was going to start crying <laughs> uh, because I just could see his little lip quiver, yeah. and he just couldn't understand why. Kayla and Hayes would not just let him go outside by the mm-hmm. pool. He doesn't know how to swim. 
But they would say, no, he didn't understand why. They would say, you know, Caden, you can't eat till you throw up. This just isn't a good thing, even though we were trying to feed him till he threw up. But I'm just saying, I think there are some of these things, like you said, we have to realize we're God's children. And we can know a lot about him based on Scripture. But there's just so much about him that we don't know. And I think instead of really trying to figure out his mind, we need to know his heart and know that he loves us. And that even though we don't understand, he understands we don't understand. And so our questions and our sometimes our, you know, we may cry like Caden did, you know, and do a little temper tantrum. But at the end of the day, as I looked at Kaylin Hayes, I knew that whatever they withheld from him, that it was out of love and protection for him. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of how we have to see God and understand he understands. We may have questions, and we may not understand him, so we can't approach him from our head. We need to approach him from our heart. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Bowen.